0: Welcome back to the We Just Talk Wrestling Podcast, everyone. Kyle, Dylan, and Christian back at it with another episode this week with a popular stables tournament bracket from 2000 to present day. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. Also, if you are currently listening, send us your favorite current wrestling attire so we can get an idea of what you guys enjoy But, Dylan, let's get into everything WWE-related. Absolutely. Kind of a lot to unload here. Uh, So,
1: let's start with Monday Night Raw here. Chad Gable, Otis, and Tommaso Ciampa defeat uh, all three members of Imperium in six-man tag action. I didn't even know that happened.
2: Yeah. I didn't either.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Go on. Anyway. Yep, go on. You guys are in for a treat, then. Um, Shayna Baszler defeated Chelsea Green in singles action. Uh, There was a run-in between Cody Rhodes and the Judgment Day, more specifically Dominic Mysterio and J.D. McDonough. Um, He managed to throw McDonough out of the ring. He hit Mysterio with a crossroads. It was a pretty cool segment. I think this is all just placeholder stuff to give Cody something to do, but it is very entertaining. Drew McIntyre defeated Xavier Woods in singles action, and Chad Gable crashed the Intercontinental Championship celebration. Um, he's vying for that title. He says he wants another shot. All signs are pointing at Kyle getting a potential banger at Fastlane when he goes in person.
0: Because I think these two are going to square off on pay-per-view. It's got, it's got a main event. Yeah. It has to.
1: Well, unless they do Rollins and Nakamura, which they also teased on Raw some more. So you I think that with. would be the. Yeah, I think you open with the IC and with the world title. Yeah, either one. Yeah. Uh, the Miz defeated Akira Tozawa. And the Judgment Day defeated Kevin Owens and Jay Uso in tag action. Um, but Rhea Ripley successfully defends her uh, women's world championship over Raquel Rodriguez. Um, however, she was attacked by the returning Nia Jax. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Nia Jax is back, and it looks like she is a uh, a front runner, I guess, as a contender for that title.
3: Yeah.
1: Um,
0: What's that?
2: Right away, though. Uh.
0: I mean, I, listen, I, I I, completely get what he's saying. You know, Lorray <laughs> deserves better. Tegan deserves better. Nikki deserves better. Yeah. All of these. Yeah. Uh, Emma. But, dude, yeah. like, Nia Jax right away does feel like a legit threat. And that's yeah. what I think they're going for. Yeah, and, I think you I think yeah. you want Ripley to get through the like the heavy
1: hitters to like establish herself and then you build up that kind of underdog story in the background. And
0: then eventually yeah. you
1: have like a LeRae or a or a Hartwell Tegan. or whoever. Yeah.
0: Because Tegan you already have a built in story for. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: could be. So is this gonna be a one off or do you guys think this is gonna be an extended? I
0: think this could be
1: a two off. Yeah, I think I think you get a couple matches out of it, but yeah. I don't see it going much further. Um, yeah, but uh, on to SmackDown. Oscar uh, defeats Bailey in singles action. Uh, LA Knight defeats The Miz via pinfall. Uh, the Shroop Profits defeat LWO in tag action, and Finn Balor defeated AJ Styles. I wanted to fly through all that because Raw, or excuse me, we had a. Um, John Cena was on the Grayson Waller effect. Good, um, which was a lot of fun. I'm I'm loving the Grayson Waller segments. Um, yep, if like we're gonna get Waller and Cena, that's gonna be dope.
0: This was the best segment of the night.
1: Yep, but we kicked off SmackDown Next. with <laughs> with um what Kyle would probably describe as um, my worst nightmare. Very Vinnie Mac. <laughs> yeah. So um. Pat McAfee was there. Um, Austin Theory? Austin Theory was there. And uh, The Rock was there. Dude, the crowd popped. Oh, yeah. I mean, the crowd the crowd exploded. I mean, it's The Rock. I mean, yeah. come on. Um, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> they lay Theory out. And uh, Rock goes for People's Elbow. Hits it. Pat McAfee also hits a People's Elbow, which I'm sure Kyle popped for.
0: I saw... thought this was better than The Rocks. <laughs> I am not even gonna lie to you. Um, so, yeah, The Rock is back. Um, uh... And
1: this actually ties in to my news story. So, The Rock was a guest um, on the Pat McAfee show, which is in uh, Worst College Game Day at this week. It's in Boulder. Colorado, right? in yeah. Boulder. Yep. So, SmackDown being in Denver, being close by, um, Pat obviously makes an appearance with WWE and he brings along the rock. But the most notable thing on that show is that the rock confirmed that him versus Roman Reigns was a lock for WrestleMania 39. And it just kind of fell through the cracks. And he said that he is open to having that match. Do you guys think that they're going to do this whole rock Roman thing at WrestleMania and ruin the story that they've already kind of ruined once again.
0: <laughs> I mean, this is what Vince does, though. I mean, yeah. he, it it shouldn't surprise anybody. I mean, honestly, if you want my honest opinion, it might have been Triple H himself that changed it to Cody Roman. I, I'm not breaking news maybe. here, but but maybe Triple H was the one that said, you know, listen, like you know, the rock's right and everything, but let's have Cody, someone on our roster full time, get that shot. Uh, you, you can't do rock Roman. I mean, you, you can't have that as a main event. Totally. Now, if, if you want to have the rock main event, have a main event night one versus Roman. I mean, you, you build Roman to this huge figure, have him battle the rock night one and have uh, Cody uh, face him on night two and have Cody win the title. Oh, so way. you're okay. So oh. before we get to Christian's thought, so Roman
1: reigns is being like, Filled as box office, yeah. right? So you're saying have the big box office match that's just a fantasy match, quote unquote, on night yep. one, and then you have
0: the legit, like, here's for the yes. title,
1: here's the ongoing yep. stuff. Okay. Yep. I'm then not against it.
0: No. But other than that, man, uh, it shouldn't happen for a title. Yeah. It, it, it's it's Cody or Bust.
1: Yeah, it, it, it can't be for the title. Christian, go ahead.
2: Yeah, no. I, if it's not Cody, there's really no other option because Even if they do Rock versus Roman, whether it's night one or night two WrestleMania, it's for the title. The Rock can't win. That's a part-timer that'd be beating Roman for the title. And then Roman can't win because, I mean, are you really going to have him hold it to another WrestleMania for Cody? Or does he just never lose the title at that point?
0: He probably wouldn't lose the title.
2: Roman has to lose the title at this upcoming WrestleMania. He can he cannot walk out of WrestleMania as champion. I don't 100%
1: agree. Want. Well, here's the thing. If he wrestles The Rock and it is for the title, I would much rather Roman win.
2: Just well,
0: saying. Remember, when this whole storyline was going on, uh, There's a little conflict between The Rock and Vince because Vince wanted The Rock to win. So don't be shocked if The Rock walks out of Philly.
1: I just, I just think you tarnish... What, say what you want about Roman's title reign, but I think you tarnish that or tarnish that feat if you give it to a guy who's definitely going to drop the title when the writer's strike is over and he's going to go right back to Hollywood. That's why I keep saying like, I don't want to see John Cena beat Walter for the IC title. I get he's never won it, but like, I think that kind of in a way, because Cena's not going to be around. The Rock no. wins that title. He's not sticking around long enough no. to have a successful reign to be like yeah. a good sequel. Cody will be here. He can have a, a eight, nine, ten month reign or, or or a year or whatever. And, and it and it all be fine. That makes sense to me. The running out of people to make sense. It should have been Sammy. It could have been Kevin at one point. It
0: just should have been Cody. It should have yeah, been Cody. Yeah, it should have been
1: Cody at 39 and, and yeah.
0: But yeah, you just you have to do and Cody, Cody and
1: Cody could have feuded with Brock for that title and had a nice, you know two matches or three matches, because, you know, the whole story with Brock was that he couldn't challenge for the title with Roman as champ. Yeah. He still could have done all that with Cody as champion. That's all I'm saying. Yep,
0: but uh, Vince
2: is going to Vince. This just yep. gets flashbacks from when the Rock beat CM Punk for the title at the Royal Rumble. I don't want to talk about
0: that. Yeah, let's not talk about that. because <laughs> that, that still leaves a sour, sour bom- taste in my that, mouth. I don't want to go on a rant with Dylan about it, but <sighs> we're actually going to head to AEW. Uh, Christian, how would they do this week?
2: All right, well, let's cover the weekly shows before I get to my news story. Let's start with Dynamite. John Moxley retained his international title versus Big Bill in his first title defense in his reign. In a four way number one contender eliminators match, we saw Britt Baker, Karushita, Nyla Rose, and Tony Storm. With, of course, Tony Storm picking up the win. If they had any stock in her heart, Karushita, they would have had her one here. Nyla Rose wasn't winning. She was a
0: transitional champion, dude. It's she obvious. didn't need to go about to start him. She needs yeah. to go start
2: him. Yeah. But what I don't understand is Tony Storm won this match, but tomorrow night on Collision, Britt Baker is challenging for the title.
0: No, no, no. <laughs> she's, she, she's challenging for the TBS title. Oh, 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 okay, okay. My bad, my bad. And yeah. also, what's the story with that, Dylan? No... Um, Statlander <laughs> hasn't defended the title in a while, <laughs> she, she defended it tonight.
3: We'll we'll get to, (laughs) but we'll we'll get get to
2: that. Yeah. Hangman Adam Page defeated Brian Cage in singles action. (laughs) (laughs) God, dude, he's not he's not happy
0: about it. Come on, man, my my boy Brian Cage deserves so much better. But go on.
2: I get having Adam Page go over, but if you want to make Cage maybe a potential believable world title threat, beating a former champ like Adam Page. Would have really shot him here. Mm-hmm. But they don't have any stock in them. So, you no. know. Next. In tag action, Darby Allen and Nick Wayne defeated Matt Menard and Angela Parker. In the main event of Dynamite, Samoa Joe defeats Rod- or, uh, Roderick Strong to become the number one contender for MJF's world title. We all predicted this. We all said it was too predictable. So the match would be fun. But... I don't know if Samoa Joe's walking out with the title. I don't believe he is. Um, oh, it's, still, it's Adam Cole. Yeah, I'm st- still believe Adam Cole's the guy. But it would be a very AEW move to have Samoa Joe win.
0: I don't think there's any way. I'm any, not against a Joe World title win. It's I'm just, not either. It's just I just don't think it's the time.
1: Yeah, yeah no. So. But he's also kind of running. I mean, he's, you know, not going to be wrestling much longer, I would assume. No. So. Especially at a high level, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, Adam Cole needs to be a guy. Yep, I agree. On to Rampage. I've got one match, and this match will actually tie into my news story. For the TBS title, Chris Statlander defended her title against Jade Cargill in the main event of tonight's Rampage show. With Chris Statlander uh, retaining, now here is my news story. Jade Cargill's AEW contract has expired, and she does not plan to resign. Now, all signs point to her going to WWE, and I've even read right now she is going to be the winner of the upcoming Royal Rumble. Whoa. What you- is this fact or fiction that Cardgill's going?
0: Well, all right. Well, let, let, let's break yes. it down here. So we're, we are assuming that she's going to leave AEW. I, I still yeah. think there's a little chance that she could stay. but I don't let's- but let's be honest, Dylan. She was tailor made for WWE. Like she, oh yeah. I, I I just think you look at someone like Jade Cargill, dude. You can see just the raw potential in her. And if you want to, I I think she's too good for NXT. I, I think you shoot her right to the main roster. Oh, yep. oh, um, <clears throat> and then does she win the Royal Rumble? I, I do it more than I would rather have her than Becky. I, yep. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, well, if, Becky's if got you, other shit going on right now. So true. So yeah. if yeah. if you do have her win, dude, I'd love to see her and Rhea. I I think yep. her and Rhea would be really really good. And if they don't go that route, Dylan, mm-hmm. you could do you could do Charlotte Jade. And I think Charlotte would would do really well oh, with someone yeah. like Jade. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. like I'm I'm all for it. And that honestly, I do think it's going to happen. I, I I think any any week now she could appear.
2: Uh, yeah. About any week, I think if she does appear in WWE, and this is all speculation, so we can only make so yeah. much prediction right now. If she is coming to WWE, I think they hold her until the Royal Rumble.
1: Ooh, you're thinking surprise entrant
0: winning and win, yes. Whoa, that's that's a big risk, that's but... risky, yeah. yeah, that's a big risk, but I wouldn't be against it, but. But I just don't think with, with Vince lingering, I just don't think it would be so. I'm
1: happen. also not against her showing up
0: like on Raw or something a few weeks before and just simply calling her shot. I think or maybe a badass or maybe too. as as soon as Rhea beats uh, Naya, you have the stare down and then you kind of go away from it until the Rumble. You could do something like that. Yeah. yeah. And Jade yeah.
1: can be you know involved in one of those uh, war games matches that are definitely going to happen. Yeah.
0: All three of us are, are big Jade Cargill fans, and we, uh, we do uh, wish the best for her. And I, I do think AEW is just not the best fit for her, just because they prefer work great. Jade's someone that's going to work a little bit slower style, but it's going to really exceed or uh, succeed with a, with a good character. So uh, I, I do yeah. think AEW uh, is going to be really good for her. But we are going to move on. So this week, I'll be taking a deep dive into stardom, specifically an update on the five-star Grand Prix tournament. We had some banger matches uh, lately. Suzuki beating Nakano, Sayuri beating Mayutani, and Yutami beating Tanabe. For those that are keeping a close eye on the standings, we have somewhat of a shocker at the top as Natsuko Tora is leading everyone with 12 points on the red side and Julia with nine leading on the blue side as everyone is still very much in the mix besides a surprising starlight kid at the very bottom with only four points just not being able to find her footing this year. This is a great time of year for Stardom, maybe the probably the best time of year as I encourage you to keep watching highlights from their YouTube page as the finals are September 30th, coming very soon, about two weeks away. We also have Mariah versus Mariah May tomorrow, which should be a banger. But starting with Christian, with only limited opportunities left to get some points, would you be okay with starting potentially shocking the fan base with taking 32-year-old Natsuko getting to the finals, or should a Nakano, a Siuri, or a bigger name take that spot on the red side? So, so what do you think about? you know, them taking a massive, massive risk, or do you think they should play it safe?
2: I think you're stardom, you're looking at it as this is a good way to build a new star. Nakano. She's made Sairi. She's made. I know she's at the bottom right now, so it really doesn't apply to her, but starlight kid, she's made in this company. Yep. None of those names need to win it. This would be a good time to take a big risk. And I'm all for big risk in wrestling. But you've got to make them pay off. If you take this risk and bring up a young face and have them win over a Saiyuri or a Nakano or a Starlight kid, and it turns into nothing, then you missed. Yeah. But yeah. and if you really want to make headlines, because Stardom, I mean, I get it. They're they're probably big around other countries, but here in the states, it is not big. So if you want, to it's make... a
0: very niche group of people. Yeah.
2: Yeah, if you want to make headlines, I say you got to take this risk. Have a- yeah. Do you have
0: her win or just get to the finals? Because the way it's looking like, it's it's either probably going to be Julia or Yutami. I think Yutami's won twice before. so, <laughs> And I think Julia's won it before too. So let's say if it was Julia and then you, you do take Natsuko, do you, do you have her win and just sh- – just shock the wrestling world? I think so. All right. So, Chris, or uh, Dylan, we'll start with you. um, Or we'll go to you. I know you're not huge in stardom, but what what, what do you think about a company taking a big risk like this? Well, I I love a risk. Uh, I mean,
1: that's how you create new stars. But like Christian alluded to, you know, anyone involved is is talented enough to win. I mean, that's not the question. The big thing, though, is how you present them after they win. If you make them a big deal, then we'll – will care and the risk will pay off in that regard. So it kind of all falls on them. You got to continue that trend. If you're going to take a risk, you got to also make people care about the risk that you took.
0: Yeah. So yeah, maybe yeah. you getting her a title opportunity very, very soon. Exactly. I, I think that I think you do get a title shot with winning. So um, I, uh, I that could be something to look uh, forward to, but um, we have a couple weeks. Uh, with this tournament so uh, i will probably update it in a couple weeks but are you guys ready for the indie segment yes sir yep. all right this week i'll be highlighting 880 wrestling based out of new kensington pennsylvania talk about some of the action mv young beat julian jay with a super kick kanan christopher defeated tyler brooks with a razor's edge Pastor CeeLo beat Jace Carr with a modified backslide. And in the main event, Brandon St. James defeated Remy Levy in a very entertaining match to wrap up the night. My MVP of the night goes to Kanan Christopher. He has a very creative moveset, and I think there is a very bright future for him, maybe even in a bigger promotion as well. So make sure you go check out 880 Wrestling uh, on YouTube as they are based out of New Kensington, Pennsylvania.
1: Awesome, awesome stuff. We will be sure to tag both the promotion and Kyle's MVP on social media like we do every single week so you guys can give them a like and a follow. And if there's a wrestler or a promotion that you would like Kyle to do a deep dive on as part of his indie segment, please send any suggestions our way.
0: Yep, absolutely. Um, All right, Dylan. Uh, Star Spotlight time. Who do you have for us this week?
1: All right, so this is a name that I'm actually kind of shocked wasn't Kyle's first one. And I actually had to text him right before to make sure he hasn't actually said this.
3: Okay. My
1: spotlight goes to Nick Aldis. Um, Nick Aldis, most notably um, a two-time NWA world heavyweight champion uh, for a combined total of over 1300 days. He's also a former TNA world champion mm-hmm. um, and has been reported most recently uh, as getting a job with WWE as a backstage producer. But there's actually an interesting twist to this, and this is why I wanted to bring him up, because we could see Nick Aldis on our screens fairly soon. So Triple H, the report is is that Triple H wanted or wants to sign Nick Aldis to a talent contract. He wants to use him on TV. He wants to book him like a big deal. But due to the impending sale with um, the Endeavor Group, they were put on a hiring freeze. That hiring freeze, however, was only for talent not officials or producers and things like that so triple h wants to keep nick aldis in house for when the hiring freeze ends he can sign him to a talent contract Bada beep bada boop so we could see nick aldis very soon uh for a guy his size he's super super talented in the ring and he's only 36 years old cody is also i believe 36 um la knight's at 40 i hate when people are like oh he's too old to be a star Nope, not the case. I mean, look at the guys running around at the top of WWE right now. Um, So I think he'd fit in beautifully. Um, He just seems like a Triple H guy. And I know Kyle shares that same sentiment. So uh, look out. We could see Nick Aldis soon in WWE ring.
0: Yeah, I'm all for it. I I really like him. And I think he can add a lot to the uh, weekly television. But
2: Christian, who do you have? All right. So this week I'm going to dive into... Rather older name, a pretty made name, but I feel like it was right to be brought up this week. My superstar spotlight will go to Chris Saban. This past week, on Impact, they celebrated their 1,000th episode, seeing old legends return. Some of the legends we'll actually get to here here in a bit. But that is not my point. In the main event of this past week's Impact show, Chris Saban captured his 10th, yes, I repeat, 10th X Division title, by defeating Leo Rush in the main event, hitting a cradle shock, Chris Saban has been a guy for a long time that I have always loved personally, whether he's been a single star or a tag star. All those years tagging with Alex Shelley as the City Machine Guns was great, but the singles run has not fallen flat. He once again captures the X Division title in a very exciting match versus Leo Rush, and I can't wait to see what his 10th reign brings.
3: Yeah,
0: um, this was actually a pretty shocking result too. Mm-hmm. I was really uh, digging Leo Rush as the champion, but having Saban you know, get that ten to on show like that, I'm not against. But I do hope uh, Leo Rush does get another title very soon. But um,
2: he, will. he will.
0: But Leo Rush is part of their future. He will. Oh, dude, I love Leo Rush. He is he's fantastic. Um, remember when he was uh on the main roster, Bobby Lashley? Um, uh, so we're gonna. lose his hype man.
3: Yeah,
0: <laughs> we're gonna move <laughs> on to mine. Um, A little bit of a different name, but uh, mine goes to ROH's Lady Frost. I remember really liking her in Impact. She has a power game, very agile, and works with a lot of different stylistic wrestlers. She had a match this week against Willow Nightingale, but came up just short. She has the look, I believe, with a possible stronger gimmick and more time to shine just on TV. This can be a massive player in the women's division. So look out for Lady Frost in the near future. Only 38 years old. And even in the short term, this is a very talented wrestler who can go. So make sure you look out for Lady Frost um, because I really liked her stuff in, uh, in Impact. And I think you did as well, Christian.
2: Yeah, yeah, I really like Lady Frost. I'm not as, I don't remember her as well. But if memory serves me correctly, oh, no, that's not her, never mind. But I have seen the name, I have seen her wrestle. She's very good and even though she came up short versus Willow Nightingale, that does not hurt her at all. Especially, no, especially recently.
0: Yeah, Willow's been getting big push. So uh definitely uh definitely not, something that she can um you know look towards in the future, maybe even getting a, a title shot. But um hopefully. all right, guys. Are you guys ready to move on? Oh, you want over? I think this is gonna be one of our most fun episodes ever. Oh yeah. Alright everyone, it is now time for our popular stables tournament bracket. As Dylan alluded to last week, there are some rules put in place. Pretty much all these stables are from the year 2000 to now, just because of all three of us being somewhat younger wrestling fans. So like the Freebirds, the Four Horsemen, etc. will not be in play here. Remember, your vote should be based on how they work together, the promos, the gimmick, personal preference, everything included. We have a lot of matchups to get to. I'm very excited to get things going. Uh, Anything from you guys before we get started? Dude, I'm a sucker for a good stable. It's one of my
1: favorite, favorite parts of pro wrestling, dude. I've been giddy about this episode. All right.
0: Anything, Christian, before we uh, hop into it?
2: See, Kyle told me to text him, because we all input some stables that we would want to see in this bracket. There's a certain stable I'm putting that I think, I think could win. Kind right. of I'm talking about too, because I talked yeah.
3: Hey,
0: well, uh, we will see. But um, are you guys ready to get into the first matchup? Oh, yeah. All right. Let me, uh, let me open this and let's get into it. The first matchup Evolution taking on the ECW's new breed stable. Oh, that's so
1: no-fucking-brainer. So,
0: for those that don't know, uh, Christian, this, I believe, was in, like, 2007 ECW. 2000, I believe yeah. Elijah Burke was the leader. Uh, Dylan's guy, Marcus Corvon, was there. I think Matt Stryker. Uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin Thorne. I even think CM Punk might have been with this stable for a minute. but um, mm, I think he was just feuding with members uh, of the stable. Okay. Um, you so... Who, you don't remember them?
2: I do, I do just a little bit, not very much. Uh, yeah. But
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the voting here. <laughs> I got Evolution, Dylan. Yeah. Um.
1: Despite the greatness of the Pope Elijah Burke, I'm gonna go with Evolution.
2: Yeah. Christian, we have a sweep. You, you, you can't debate against Evolution with that group. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, they did some good stuff, but uh, Evolution moves on. Uh, second matchup. We have La Familia taking Ooh. on. The Aces and Eights. Oh. So, the Aces and Eights is one of my all-time favorite stables. I absolutely loved the, the whole look. I love the feel of them. I loved the, loved the whole presentation. I loved who was in it. Um, I'm going to start the voting. I think this is pretty easy again. Uh, Christian, we'll go to you next. Uh, I'm going Aces and Eights.
2: Oh, man. Aces and Eights is my – oh, man. That's prime to there. That's when Bully Ray was tolerable. Oh, man, I love the Aces and eights days, especially in that era of TNA. So much fun.
0: But not taking away anything from La Familia either, because no. Edge did some really good stuff. Chava was spotlighted. So I, di- I did like that uh, group as well, Dylan.
2: Hard draw.
1: Yeah, I mean, La Familia is, it was, was fine, but to me didn't really feel like a true team. It more felt like just Edge's henchmen. Mm-hmm. Um, during that whole thing. Aces and 8s was definitely a cohesive unit. Um, yeah, they great heel stable. Very Nexus-like, obviously. So that garnered a lot of criticism. But I love the Aces and 8s. I love the yeah. appeal of it. Um, the biker-style leather vest. I thought it was sick. <sighs> all right, I, so remember all... I, 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 I oh. still remember when Bully was uh, revealed as the uh, leader. Still one of mm-hmm. my favorite swerves in uh, Impact
0: history, actually. So We're all going Aces and 8s, right?
2: Yeah cup draw Dude. for Amelia.
0: Dude, we got a for we got a second round showdown with those two teams. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, so moving on, we have the Bullet Club. So I, oh boy. So this was not specified because there was a lot of like different members going in and out. Um I believe, Dylan, honestly, my favorite was the one with Debit. And I think that was the 213 when they first got onto the scene. Yeah. Um, so I, I think we're going to go with Devitt's Bullet Club taking on the Nexus. So Dylan, we'll let you start.
1: Oh, oh, oh man. Um, it's hard to go against – I mean, regardless of which iteration you pick of the Bullet Club, it's timeless at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's hard to go against – the, the great talent that has been, you know, members of the Bullet Club, but also just longevity. You can just cycle in and out. I think the entity has grown, and I think that's a really cool thing. Um, oh, dude, the Nexus was so much fun. It was such a shitty, shitty ending to that story. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to go Bullet Club, man. I'm going to go Bullet Club. All right, Christian, go ahead.
2: This, this, this one's really tough because... The Nexus, they had incredible potential, but yeah. like you said, Dylan, they were kind of just done after the loss at SummerSlam 2010. I mean, I, I get the, I, I kind of understand that decision now, but it still wasn't a great one, and that really hurt them. Yeah. It, if they win that match, I think Wade Barrett does eventually become a WWE champion.
1: Oh, 100%. Barrett should have been WWE champion. You could have oh, had seen him beat him for the title. Give him a mania main event, dude. Barrett deserved it at that time.
2: He should have won that year's Royal Rumble. The upcoming year's Royal Rumble. In my opinion, at least. But, the Bullet Club, you guys said it. They are timeless. It, it's an evolving group. Like, the group doesn't end. It's There's a Bullet Club now in, uh, uh aew it's bullet club gold there's been bullet club and tna impact mm-hmm. they're all over yeah they they're all over the place it's it's like one big revolving group which i like because it's like it never dies it just grows more
1: yeah it's 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 about the legend of the name yeah in a way which I think is a super cool element to
0: have
2: if you're affiliated with the bullet club you're a big deal
0: yeah yeah
2: I'm going Bullet Club.
0: Yeah, I'm also going Bullet Club. Um yeah. I'm not taking anything away from the Nexus because I really did enjoy their run. But um it just let the uh, sour taste in my mouth the way that ended. But uh, yeah. you can obviously take uh thank Vince for that.
3: Yeah, thank oh, you. Oh
0: yeah. All right, so let's see who the Bullet Club will be facing. Next matchup. We have Mount Rushmore. So uh this was a PWG um, stable Christian, if you're not familiar with them, I believe Adam Cole, Kevin Steen, and the Young Bucks were the original members. Yeah. Um, and they are taking on NXT's Undisputed Era. This is oh. the only NXT stable, black and gold stable on here. But the Undisputed Era, just because uh, Christian does know a little bit about them, yeah. um, they had to be on there. So, um, we'll let you start with the voting. Um, so the Mount
1: Rushmore, that lineup specifically, I know didn't last super long and the Undisputed Era is the greatest stable, I think, in NXT history. It's just my opinion.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um,
1: so as good as that PWG lineup is and the potential that it was, it didn't have the longevity, um, or even really the accolades as what all members of the Undisputed Era have, so I'm going to go with Undisputed Era. Even right, though there's some
0: overlap there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Christian, go ahead.
2: See, I haven't seen much of these two groups, at least the Undisputed Era, not yet. I do know about them. I know who's in them. I've seen clips of them. At Mount Rushmore lineup, though, that sounds tough. That sounds really tough. I mean, the Young yeah. Bugs, Kevin Steen... Adam Cole, I And mean, these are two Adam Cole-led stables. Well, I mean, was Adam Cole the leader of both, or? he was the
1: leader of the Undisputed Era? I don't think Mount Rushmore had a true leader. No. I think it was just like a just a four-piece.
2: See, e- either way, and an Adam Cole, uh, a stable with Adam Cole in it is automatically going to get a praise for me just because that dude is so fucking good. This just sucks. I haven't seen much of both. Like I've heard of the Mount Rushmore, I just haven't seen a lot from them. Yeah, I've heard I've heard there's a lot. There was a lot of special things about Undisputed Era. Oh yeah, yeah. I've heard the stuff about Gargano and Cole. Oh yeah,
0: uh, we'll get to that.
2: What was in The uh, Undisputed Era, and I'm going Undisputed Era.
0: Yeah, um, I'm gonna be honest. I really haven't seen as much of the Mount Rushmore stable as I, as I would have liked. Um. You know how I feel about Undisputed Era, so that's where I'm going. Um, As the first part of the bracket is done, you guys ready to move on? Yes, sir. All right. (sighs) Next matchup we have the Impact version of Honor No More. So this is with Eddie Edwards, Maria, uh, Kenny King, Vincent PCO, Mike Bennett, and then Matt Taven. Research. Tough draw going against the beautiful people. Oh. So, uh, Christian, why don't you to get us started here? Oh, Tough draw for Honor No More. And I loved Honor No More.
2: Oh, I loved Honor No More, too. God, that was such a good group. I love Taven embedded in that group. Oh, I,
0: I just love Matt Taven. I think he's absolutely phenomenal.
2: Hey, he was on AW tonight, actually. Uh, him and Matt.
0: Yeah, they were on um, they're on Dynamite too. They
2: they won, they won tonight. Nice, oh, well. nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, they should be doing more, but situation. Yeah. Honor no more was so so good. See, when the Good Brothers and this is a recent, uh, mm-hmm. they, this is a very recent stable. It's just last year,
0: and I think they were only together for a little less than a year.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, they weren't together very long. It was I think ten months.
0: Yeah, I think
2: it was, like, January
0: 2022 to, like, November, December.
2: Yeah, because then they made the jump to AEW. Bennett got hurt, so they were completely written off, and they just started showing up, like, more recently. Yeah. A little bit more on Dynamite, good to see. But that whole group as a whole, I mean, there's a lot of likeable names in the No More group. Kenny King, he's a very likable name. He's been he's been an unsung hero for uh, AEW. I think Maria Kanellis does a great job in her role. PCO and Vincent are great. PCO, especially. I mean, look at the level he's been on uh, this year in Impact so far, doing great things. Literally burned himself. <laughs> but the beautiful people, man. Ah, Talk about a, I'm gonna just perfect female group like like we said in the gimmick bracket the mean girls gimmick, and that's
3: yep.
2: exactly what they were and they were at a time when women's wrestling wasn't exactly highly thought of to say but these three women were all so very talented cut such good promos and they i'm convinced they lived their gimmick in real life
0: <laughs> you get i mean they definitely had you thinking that way
2: Rightfully so. And um, they actually were on impact this week, by the way, Dylan. Yep. I, yep. I love the beautiful people too much. I am not voting against them. I'm sorry. Honor no more. But I got
0: – I love the honor no more. I absolutely loved them. But, man, you know how I feel about beautiful people. Yeah. Um, also one of my favorites of all time. Uh, I hate to do a Eddie Edwards first round, but uh, I'm going beautiful people, Dylan. Yeah,
2: hey, I'm going – going uh, what's that? I love Eddie Edwards too. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm going beautiful people as well. Um, I do like the all-impact round that we just had, though. Uh, That's yeah. pretty cool. Um,
2: yeah.
1: But, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's
0: hard to go against beautiful people. Yeah. Right. right, let's get into the, the next matchup here. Very fitting matchup. Ooh. So, Dylan, we have the Elite taking yeah. on the New Day. <laughs> so, Dylan, why don't you kick us off Elite New Day? Who do you got? All right, so New Day, by far, one of the best
1: WWE tag team creations of the modern era. Um, That team, it fit the WWE, Mm -hmm. um, and it went to, to great heights, and it's had a lot of success, and it's been very entertaining. And I'll be honest, I love the New Day. But dude, it is so hard to go against not only the entertainment value, but just the pure skill that is within the elite. Uh, they truly are the elite. So I'm going to go elite
0: here. Yeah, uh, I'll go second. Um, This is actually a tough one for me because I know I love the elite. I just prefer all of them separate. I know how fun they are together. I know the Bucks have a lot of charisma, especially when they're with Kenny. Um, Adam Page, especially recently, has done some really good stuff with them. Uh, New Day was something a little bit different. Um, And it really fit WWE at that time, like Dylan said um man dude I... christian I, i'm gonna make it difficult for you I, i'm gonna go new day
3: Ooh, and tie it
0: up wow. tie it up one because uh I, I i love the elite i do i just prefer them separate and I, I i think honestly new day had uh their impact man is uh is very historic so uh, I, i'm going new day
2: so now i get to make the big pick yep, yep. you're but you can't go wrong either
0: one, I don't think so.
2: Yeah, you really can't go wrong. I mean, New Day found great success, especially as tag champions. All those matches with the Usos, Be, being a really good workforce tag team, you say what you want about their gimmick. They're, it's not a serious gimmick, but with those three guys, it works. And those are three talented workers. Yeah. Great. He's been doing this for 20 years. Xavier Woods, he's underrated biggie i mean say which one about him as a wrestler but what happened then was absolutely terrible and he fit that perfectly they were just a great fit it found great success doing it the elite i mean those are four just incredible workers I mean, you got kenny omega he's top three wrestler every single year the young bucks best tag team in the world adam page isn't a slouch All four of those guys can put on banger of a matches, whether they're teaming together or separate. I mean, Kenny Omega, who can't Kenny Omega wrestle? Who can't the Young Bucks wrestle? Adam Page has shown he can wrestle pretty much anybody. Uh, And those are two of like, both those stables are towards the top of their respective top. Oh, yeah. Yep. Like the New Day, they're not the number one stable in WWE, but when all together, they're top three. Yeah, the elite. I think I think they are the best stable in AEW. i uh, sorry, Blackpool Combat Club, but I give that honor to the elite. But between these two, oh, you can't go wrong. I can't vote against the pure talent of the elite. All right, so you're going that's just, only. That's just so hard to vote against. That the elite are just so talented. Not taken away from the New Day though.
0: All right, so the Elite move on, and unfortunately for the Elite, they have a very tough matchup in the second round. But we're going to move on. You guys ready? Yes, sir. Yep. All right. We have the Judgment Day taking on TNA's Fortune oh. with AJ Styles as the leader. Uh, Dylan, why don't you kick us off?
1: Oh, this is hard. I love Fortune. Mm. Um I love the gimmick. It was very Ric Flair. It was the perfect, you know, when Rick retired and then came out of retirement, um, I think this was the perfect gimmick for him to have in TNA. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's just, it's pure Ric Flair. Fancy suits, nice jewelry. Great. But man, dude, I love the Judgment Day. <laughs> man, I love the Judgment Day. There's a lot of talent there too. Um, you know, Balor. Is is a great in ring talent. Um, Priest has really really developed. Great talker, um, yeah, great talker, great probably the best talker in that group. Um, Rhea turned into a mega star, uh, Royal Rumble time, and then had the great match at Mania. She's been an okay world champion. I think it's more just booking, not yeah. so much her, but that's all right. But dude, it's hard to like the development. Of Dominic Mysterio with the Judgment Day is one of the best feel good stories in wrestling. This kid was like hated. He was and going then, back to NXT. Yeah, they were going to send him back down. They're going to send him to possibly fire him.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: But they they turned him heel. He is a heat magnet. He knows how to work a crowd. He plays the character so beautifully and has developed into a true star. It's hard. I'm gonna go judgment day though. Just just due to that impact alone. I think that's huge. All right, Christian. Go ahead.
2: It's really hard. It's really hard to debate these two.
0: Two totally different gimmicks,
2: too. So oh yeah. Yeah. Fortune, I mean the name itself, you know it's associated with Ric Flair. Like Dylan said, all the fancy suits, the nice jewelry. It really fit, and it especially fit what they were doing at the time in TNA. And, and they, they had, had some
0: good members in that group, too.
2: Yeah, and, I mean, including they had TNA's biggest star in it, AJ Styles. Yeah. Who, as we've stayed on the show numerous times, he carried that company on his back for years and years and years. And now you throw him in a group that's led by Ric Flair. Tough to top.
0: Yeah, then you had beer money right next to him.
2: Yep, which... Another one of my favorite all-time teams. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Oh. God, I wish those two would reunite. But the Judgment Day. I mean, they they, remember, they started with Edge. They evolved and evolved. Got Rhea in there. Got Finn to join them. Or or, uh, was Daniel the first one to join Edge? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, they started with Edge, got Rhea, then Finn. Then Dominant. And then Dominic, yes, because the, the turn on Edge came before Dominic. Because Dom yes. with Edge and Ray at Clash of the Castle last year. Yes. Yes. The faces won. And then we got that moment where Dom turned heel. And like Dylan said, since then Dom is just I mean, he all he all he has to do is pick up the microphone, doesn't even have to talk in it. Yeah. And Dude, he's 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 flourished. Yeah, he's getting rained with boobs and he's the most hated wrestler on the planet right now. And he loves it. He eats it up.
1: Yep. Best and, entrance at this past WrestleMania.
0: I stand by that. Oh, yeah.
2: One of them, yes. I, I think Seth was better, but... Uh,
0: yeah, oh, no, dude. It had to be Don's, man. Uh, but go on. This, that's a discussion for another
2: day. Yeah, yeah. That's a discussion. And just the development of the Judgment Day alone. Because Damian Priest, he was kind of dead in the water before he got to this group. Dominic Mysterio, he was on his last breath at the bottom of the pool before he got to this group. I, I was saying I was saying a long time ago when Don was team with his father that this just isn't gonna work. And it never did. I mean he had that stupid attire. He looks stupid. And now he evolves and with the judgment day now, I mean he's wearing this all black clothing. He's got all these tattoos. He's got a mullet he served time.
0: Yeah dude he had a tough
2: <laughs> Yeah, For the tough. Development of the group and just what we watched them become before they started. I gotta go to Judgment Day.
0: Ah, uh, dude, I I was I, this one. What the
2: fuck was that, dude? My dog
0: just fucking lost his mind. Um, he's still yeah, dude. He's I don't know if you guys can hear him. I don't know what the fuck's going yeah. on out there. Um, I will check that in just a second, but uh, I am gonna go Judgment Day. Ooh. Sweet. I'm gonna go Judgment Day. Um, I think I don't think you can go uh, go wrong with either of them. But um, you guys are gonna do start with this one. I'm gonna go check on him. Uh, mm-hmm. We have TNA's Decay, oh boy, uh, taking on the Core, WWE's The Core. So I don't know if you guys remember the Core with Wade Barrett, but um, mm-hmm. Christian, we're gonna start with you. We'll go to Christian. I'm just gonna check on my dog real quick. All
2: right. So what? Wow. So, uh, the, the core was Barrett, Slater, Gabriel, and Ezekiel Jackson. Yep, yep, big Zeke. That's right, because it was a Friday night SmackDown. The core were attacking the Big Show, and the Big Show had started fighting them all. And then Ezekiel Jackson comes out of nowhere and takes him up. It's like, because this was split, because this was when the whole new Nexus thing was going on on Raw. Yep. So they added their rival, I guess, the core on SmackDown. I, I was never into it. I mean, DK, you know who DK is, right? Yeah. And they're this dark character that come out in this dark, ominous music. God, I love them.
3: Really, oh, yeah.
2: Really, really cool gimmick, really cool um, presentation. They're not booked very well in Impact, I will say. I, I think they're one of the rather worst booked uh, stables in wrestling right now. Just because, I don't know, it feels like they lose every match. But I'm not going to hold that against them. Because one, I was never into the core. I never cared for them. I'm going to go DK on this one.
0: All right, don't good.
1: Yeah, to me, this is kind of a no-brainer. I'm going to go Decay as well. Um, yeah, the core was just... I think all the momentum had died the way they kind of treated Wade Barrett with the whole Nexus stuff and him leading another group just was just off. Yeah, Yeah. so
0: I'm going to go Decay here. Yeah, I mean, you guys know how I feel about Decay. Um, This was pretty much the start of the Rosemary character. Um, I I think Decay, when we think about Decay, we really talk about that early – I th- I think it was two sixteen, two seventeen, um, with Abyss, with the crazy Steve, with those three. Um, just the transformation of all three of them and just how it started. Dude, that Marilyn Manson song that they had oh, up to that was fucking fire of a song too. Um, obviously I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to K, but uh, honestly, the core, I don't think it's bad as the, what people said. I, I do think they just gave up on them a little too quick, in my opinion.
2: <laughs> yeah. The thing about the core, I mean, they set it up just to have that rivalry. That never that happened. happened. I thought they had a
1: If they did, I don't remember it. <laughs> I don't remember them ever feuding. No, I don't either.
2: Four and a half they had one because
1: I remember Barrett feuded with Punk for a little bit, but then he formed the core on SmackDown a little after.
2: Yeah, because he was original on Raw, went to SmackDown, formed the core, got Ezekiel Jackson to join
1: in which I never understood. Yeah, which just led to Ezekiel Jackson beating <laughs> Wade Barrett. <laughs> Ain't no fucking sense. Yeah, for the yeah. IC title. <laughs> I
0: don't even remember that. But Ezekiel that, yeah. Jackson's also the last uh, ECW champion in history. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, it beat Christian. Yep. Um. Yeah, so uh, Decay moves on there. So that is the left side of the bracket, boys. All right. We're going to the other side. Yeah. So we got the Bloodline taking on TNAs, the Bromans, with the Robbie. <laughs> With Robbie E., Jesse Goddard, and my boy Zima Ion, or DJ Z, as I like to call him. Um, yeah, man, I, listen, I love the bromance. I think Robbie E. was absolutely one of my favorite things in that TNA impact kind of crossover that they were having. I remember very vividly, for some reason, they were feuding with the menagerie. That was that like clown looking group with Mike Knox was the was yeah. the leader and he had that mask on.
2: God.
0: Dude. So that was a. And Robbie, he was afraid of clowns, so he couldn't be the match. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, that's just top stuff. I mean, I really like the bromance. Ah, it's just a tough pull, man. Tough pull on going bloodline. Uh, Christian, what do you got?
2: Yeah, it is a really tough pull because the bromance was definitely different. Definitely something I don't think any three of us had expected to ever see in wrestling, especially you know, with those three. But yeah, which is more shocking to me. But I mean, you put them with the bloodline, and especially twenty twenty three. Well, I mean, it's no longer a thing. But especially 20... with Zane at the peak, dude. Oh, oh. I mean, that's a tough one. Cinema TV, especially when guys in the Triple H era, and yeah. it's still The story's not done; it's still going. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it's still lingering. (laughs) All right, Dylan, what
2: do you got?
1: Yeah, I'm not spending a ton of time on this. I'm going to go Bloodline. Um, I think it's a no-brainer. Tough
2: Yeah,
0: Yeah, love the bromance though. Love my boy Robbie E. Um, moving on, we have the Authority taking on the Immortal from TNA. Dylan, what do you got? Oh, one of my
1: fondest memories of watching TNA in that era was Immortal debuting that god-awful, (laughs) strange-looking Jeff Hardy title (laughs) when he became world champion the first time. (laughs) Um, And that Uh, promo that Hulk Hogan cut, (laughs) you are immortal, my brother. (laughs) And he was like, to the greatest heavyweight champion of all time. Really? Jeff Hardy? The greatest heavyweight champion of all time? (laughs) (sighs) The authority... Yeah, the 15-minute uh, promos to kick off every <laughs> Raw for two years straight definitely <laughs> outstayed its welcome. Um, but there were so many cool storylines with the authority, and I feel like those immortal storylines, there were some good moments, I will say. A lot of great members as well, but they always felt kind of forced and not super welcomed. It was also in an era of TNA that people started to sour on the product because it was being taken over by Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan. It was basically just becoming WCW.
2: Yeah. Hulk, Hulk.
1: A, yeah. It, was, it basically just became WCW and all the charm that TNA had kind of died. And in a lot of ways, this group is is always going to be associated with that. Yeah. The Authority, it's much different. There were so many good stories. Um, I think of Survivor Series, that that match. Dolph Ziggler becoming a, a star very briefly because of it and um,
0: yeah the
1: Triple H and Sting stuff was a lot of fun in that era too it's
0: it's yeah I'm going authority yeah I'm gonna go second make it quick um, I didn't mind immortal especially at the beginning but um, <laughs> the whole coke and promo all timer um, I'm going authority here uh, Christian.
2: Wow, you're voting for a Triple H led faction. Wow.
0: Yeah, I mean, I usually don't do that. He also
2: but... voted Evolution,
1: too. I'm shocked he went two for
2: two. Yeah. yeah. Oh, two for two on Triple H led. I wonder who's I'm going not, to I'm not <laughs> live
0: sports or anything, but.
2: I, I was going the with... You are going what? I was going the authority. All
0: right. So Dylan dying and my dog going nuts here in this episode is, <laughs> is definitely something uh, very interesting. Can't wait to see what happens to Christian, but. Um... Wow. But uh sorry the, guys, I was just
1: fucking dying.
0: Yeah, hey it happens, man. Well you didn't. um yeah. So the authority moves on. Alright.
3: Next <laughs> matchup. you guys ready,
0: Don? Yeah.
3: Alright.
2: Are you sure?
0: <laughs> yeah. Alright. So we have the impact version of LAX taking on. The Heart Dynasty, with Tyson, Kidd, D.H. Smith, and Natalia. Christian, why don't you uh, kick us off?
2: I, I am one of the few people on this earth that really acted like the Heart Dynasty. I think there was something there with them, especially with Tyson, Kidd. I mean, going back and looking at his black and gold stuff, there was definitely something there that they just didn't use. And you had Natalia as the <clears throat> the female manager the the beautiful woman would escort the guys to the ring and whatnot lax that is um yeah so this
0: is so we're talking about the one that returned to impact wrestling homicide santana ortiz diamante and then conan
2: we did a picture where they were on it
0: i think that was the old version of lax yeah the homicide and yeah
2: yeah Oh, okay. Uh, We're
0: talking (coughs) about the one that returned to Impact in 2017.
2: Oh, the original LAX was better. Yeah. I'll tell
0: you. I I don't know. I I don't know. I think I like the newer
2: version, to be honest with you. I don't know. There's There's something about all the older stables of NXT, not the ones that get reborn. I mean, the ones that get reborn are still good, don't get me wrong but I don't know this, the The second comedy of LAX felt a little bit redundant to me. It felt kind of forced. I, I just, I didn't care for them as much. They were good. <clears throat> Not great. The original was better to me and it always will be. I'm going the heart dynasty.
0: Yeah, I'll go, I'll go second here. Um, I, I Listen, the Hard Dynasty, I think they did some really good stuff. Um, I just remember them sitting ringside for the five-star classic Brett uh, Brett and Hart versus Vince, um, <laughs> which is one of my all-time pair of matches. <coughs> um, yeah. if, if you want to go back and listen to that review of Dylan and I did, yeah, that's, uh, that's some good stuff. I'm going to make it pretty short here. I'm going LAX. Um, I think they just meshed very well together. Um, you had some really good matches between Santana Ortiz versus uh, Ray Phoenix and then Penta, and um, that in that era as well. Uh, Homicide was just a really good uh, kind of like side guy there, and the Diamante was also some muscle. I thought she worked beautifully, and then Conan as the mouthpiece. Um, I'm going to LAX doing. <clears throat>
1: I share the same sentiment as Christian. I actually enjoyed the Hard Dynasty. I thought they should have been treated better um, or booked better. Tyson Kidd um, is a true workhorse. Um, everything just kind of fit there. And it's, it's, it's something that should have been a home run for WWE, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. they're tapping into that legendary wrestling name. Um, like it, it, it should just be money. Um, and I think it's just how they presented it. I'm not quite sure. But for whatever reason, it just didn't take off like it should have. There was so much potential there, and it just oh. didn't didn't go. Um, LAX, forget whichever, you know, version of it you prefer, was always a a, a focal point of the show, uh, mm-hmm. regardless of the lineup. And um, they did some really, really good stuff, so I'm going
0: to go LAX here as well. Wow, LAX moves <sighs> on. I'm going to be honest, we're not expecting LAX to move on there, but um... – they are going right through next matchup with the Wyatt family taking on Imperium. Oh. So, um, Christian, mm-hmm. why don't you kick us off?
2: Too soon, man. Too soon. I really have I really have to talk about the Wyatt family, man. Dude, oh. I, some of
0: my fondest memories, man, the Wyatt family. Oh,
2: God, dude. Oh, Especially I... with
0: brain that rocking chair. Oh my
2: god. Oh rocking chair the bucket hat the lantern the mask talk about a true dark and horrifying stable which i said this a few weeks ago about bray wyatt may he still rest in peace we're still grieving over his loss you use you forgot you were watching a pro wrestling show whenever the wyatt film was on tv just because of how horrific they were all this they were the supernatural group of wwe at the time Rowan Harper. Yeah, I think that group kind of got done a little bit dirty. Um, I don't think their full potential was used, which is crazy to think because it was still great. Love their presentation, love their theme music. I remember when they first debuted, it was eerie, it was creepy, and we loved it. Imperium is a newer group to me over the last year or so. You guys knew Imperium from XT. I had just became familiar with them about a year ago when Walter made his uh, main roster debut, won the title. And um, I thought Imperium was just two guys. I thought it was just Kaiser and Walter until I seen this Da Vinci guy
3: mm-hmm.
2: come up and I hear Michael Cole say, "And it's a union of Imperium." So I did some. Well, I did some little bit of pre uh, NXT Black and Gold review diving. I've I've seen a couple of their matches, not a ton. I just wanted to see a couple of weekly show matches. These guys are good, uh, especially as a group. Walter, of course, he gets all the headlines. He's the big dog. He he's gonna win the championships. I don't see Imperium making any title runs anytime soon as tag team champions. I don't know what you guys think of
0: that. I think they should, but yep.
2: I don't know. I I think I think they're kind of Walter's lackeys in a sense, a little bit. Because I mean, most of the time they don't even stay for matches, really. I they, do. Love well, that.
1: Well, I think that fits the gimmick, yeah, yeah of, of Walter good. being like a wrestling Pierce, and he just thinks he's better than everyone.
0: You're doing Kaiser's entrance. Oh, dude, what, what he does with Walter. Oh man, dude, he does it so
2: well. He only does that pay per views too, which makes it mean a little bit more. Yeah. <clears throat> my annoying thing, like, Ricardo Rodriguez was Alberto Del Rio. It's Ricardo. a really special moment. And Kaiser just absolutely killed it. And by the way, was his name, like, Marcel Bartholian? Yep. yep. Yeah.
1: uh Vince. Vince. To be honest, I don't hate
2: his new name. It's,
3: it's, it's, it's not my favorite, it's, but.
1: It's grown on me. Um I still the other call one's Walter up. Walter but yeah
2: yeah between the two it's hard to it's hard to pick against the Wyatt family I'm sorry I'm Yeah going.
0: um I I love Imperium I love what they do I know what they did in the NXT UK um know what they did in Black and Gold Dude I, I think these three can absolutely dominate WWE right now I think they're that talented um I think the gimmick works it's just hard to go against the Wyatt family, Dylan. That's where I'm going.
1: Yeah, yeah. I love, I love the uh, Imperium gimmick. I wish the other two were utilized more, um, because it does sometimes feel like it's just Walter and his sidekicks.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and if you presented the other two as like a legitimate threat in the tag division, on top of Walter with his historic reign and potentially world title reign, rumors are saying, um, I think you have a true dominant stable there. If they just pull the trigger on that. But you guys both know I'm a fan of the spooky stuff. And the Wyatt family uh, definitely has some spooky stuff going Mm -hmm. on. So I'm a sucker for that. Um, That Bray Wyatt character, by far one of my favorites. Um, So I'm going to go Wyatt family.
0: Yeah, so the Wyatt family moves on. Going to the lower part of the bracket on the right side. Legacy. Taking on TNAs. British Invasion with Doug Williams, Nick Aldis, and Rob Terry in that um, in that team. Um, I really liked the British Invasion. I really did. I, I think they had. Um, I think they're around 2009. Yeah. Um, I think they debuted when they actually uh, attacked LAX, if I remember correctly. Um, I, I think they only lasted around a year, year or two, and maybe they had a realliance. Real like nwa or something like that um i really like the british invasion but let's be honest legacy was absolutely incredible so uh i'm going legacy dylan where are you going
1: yeah i'm going legacy as well this is kind of a no-brainer randy at this time
2: was
0: regarded as one of the best on the roster was
1: going through this like kind of new resurgence toward the top of the cards
2: the bald head phase
1: yeah the, the the best orton i think we've ever gotten um, and then Rhodes and DiBiase, great team. We obviously know what Cody Rhodes became. So, all worked out. I'm
0: going to go legacy. Yeah, pretty easy, uh, Christian, I think.
2: Hey, uh, what did DiBiase turn out to do?
0: Um,
2: him and Brett Favre are in a lot of
0: trouble <laughs> together. so
2: <laughs> They formed a tag
0: team.
1: Yeah. yeah. They're going to take on Adam Sandler and Chris Rock in the
0: longest yard, too, most likely.
2: Hmm. <laughs> the longest yard, too. Uh, the longest yard, too. <laughs> Ah, dude,
0: even both of them the original ones is great but dude, oh, yeah. that Sandler one is oh my god
2: yeah I, I would also go Legacy I mean Randy Orton my favorite all time wrestler at the, at the time he was at the peak of the powers it's really hard to debate against Orton for, and Cody Rhodes I mean we didn't know it in 2009 but the megastar he is now yeah you know, Legacy All right.
0: alright so Legacy moves on who will they be facing Starting with TNA's Team Canada taking on TNA's The Main Event Mafia. So, uh, Christian, why don't you uh, kick us off?
2: Who TNA's best? Um, the name itself, The Main Event Mafia, should just speak right there. I mean, come on. And we we reviewed Main Event Mafia, right? Yeah, I think so I know we've done Team Canada we've done one of Team Canada I remember Storm and Rude being in that group those are are the two main guys I always remember just because Team Canada felt like it was ran by Storm and Rude when they were the beer money tag team but even then they were Team Canada
1: also had Eric Young too yeah Eric Young
2: yeah because that was when he was uh, doing the whole like we reviewed this once
3: yeah,
0: he was with Scott DeMorn.
2: Yep. Dude. Yeah, because he like tried to tag in the referee.
1: <laughs> yeah, he also tried to wrestle and lock up with a bunch of refs too, so
2: Which was comical, but uh, these are two of TNA's best, I think. In my opinion.
0: Team Tano is very underrated.
2: They are, but yeah, it's hard. It's hard to go against main event mafia for me. I'm going. I right,
0: don't go ahead.
2: Yeah, it's it's team Canada was
0: great, but when
1: you're talking TNA stables specifically, um, main event mafia is normally towards the top of that list and rightfully so. So I'm going to go main event
0: mafia. I'm going right there too. Main event mafia moves on. It's gonna be a fun second round matchup. But to, um two more in the bottom of the bracket. We got the Hurt Business taking on the Straight Edge Society. So Dylan, uh, why don't you kick us off?
1: This was, this is, this is tough. Um, I like the Hurt Business, but it kind of fizzled out. Bobby Lashley was obviously the star there. And even though with the Straight Edge Society, Punk was obviously the focal point of that group. I feel like cohesively, mm. um, they worked better together. And um, God, dude, they, they, it, was, it was such a good gimmick to get hated. I um, loved it. Yeah. Yeah, and and Punk, I think he said in this documentary at one point, people thought like they were comparing him to the devil, like it it got over as a true like heel stable. WWE ruined it because Vince always does, but um,
0: yeah, I'm going Straight Edge Society here. Yeah, I'm gonna make it short, sweet. Uh, straight Edge Society, Christian. Do you have any uh, pull back mm-hmm. on
2: that? Uh, I'd be going Straight Edge Society too because it fit Punk's true lifestyle. Yeah. yeah, it was just
1: an amplified version of, of the lifestyle he already lived. You know, yeah. The whole, uh, whole straight edge stuff. Yeah. So.
2: The promo. Right. Great. All
1: oh, the sermons. Awesome. The sermon and the rumble, dude? Yeah. Oh my god. That was awesome.
2: I can save you!
0: That yeah, was great. <sighs> dude. To end. Oh god. Uh, so this is the last matchup. We have Degeneration generation X. Taking on The Shield. Oh. So, um, this is could be potentially the finals, but we're getting it in round one. Uh, Dylan, why don't you kick us off with Shield DX?
1: Dude, Ugh, fuck. I'm just going to rip the Band-Aid off. I'm going to stick with my gut here. I've said this is one of, my, one of my favorite wrestling teams of all time. I'm staying by that. I'm going The
2: Shield. Wow.
0: Okay. Okay, go ahead, uh, Christian. Go ahead.
2: Oh, man. This is finals worthy. How are you? Gonna- and
0: remember, D-Generation X did some of their best stuff before we really got into wrestling. But, dude, like all of the highlights that we have seen, I mean, they, you know, they basically created the whole era with the, the suck it. And they got so many kids in trouble up school and they, they oh, were the vocal point. So. A lot of great stuff from uh, from Degeneration X, but Christian, where are you
2: going with? Man, the group chat's been flowing about DX all week. Man, I hate myself. I'm going to shield.
0: Yeah, I um, I'm actually also going to shield. I, I know I'm going against Triple H, but um, there's just something about those three guys the cohesion on those guys. And um, we are also missing that uh, Kurt Angle was also a, uh, a member of the S.H.I.E.L.D. but uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> but uh, yeah.
1: He but, had the uh... fucking flak jacket on and everything.
0: <laughs> but um, d- uh, hey, shout out to D-Generation X. They did some great stuff. They definitely dominated that era. But uh,
2: we hey, just Kurt grew Ang- up a
0: little bit more at S.H.I.E.L.D.
2: Kurt Angle also joined DX.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Kurt well, Angle is just a group jumper. Dude, Kurt Angle is just the absolute man. But uh, I don't know if you could call it an upset. Some would, but uh, the Shield is moving on to the second round. Uh, are you guys ready for round two? Oh yeah, oh boy! All right, starting with a this is might be the one of the toughest of the entire tournament. Evolution taking on the aces and eights. Um, I absolutely loved evolution. I think all four of those guys did awesome together. I think this really elevated Randy Orton. Triple H was definitely the drone, my opinion of this, uh, of this team. Um, you have the aces and eights where it's something different for TNA, uh, definitely around prime TNA. Um, man, I'm going up here. I, I I'm going, or uh, sorry. I'm going aces and eights. I love the aces and eights. Um, a top one, even more so than evolution. Uh, so, Christian, I'm going to Aces and Aids. What do you got?
2: Evolution is four true pro wrestling icons. Batista, Triple H, Orton, who you guys know I absolutely love. Blair. Flair. I mean, the, the accolades that all four of those guys have are just Aces and eights was something very different, and they were very dominant. And talk about a group that got great promos and a group that could carry weekly shows if you needed them to. But Evolution can do the same thing. It's, it's hard to go against Evolution.
3: All right.
0: So, Dylan, a one to one.
1: Yeah, I, I love the Aces and Eight stable. It was new to TNA, but it wasn't really new, period. It was very similar to the Nexus, which was just a year prior, I yeah. believe, or a couple of years prior. So that was still kind of fresh in everyone's minds, and I think that's why people soured on it.
3: The yeah. thing about
1: Evolution is even though it shared similarities to, like, the Four Horsemen and things like that, um, it was also unique in the sense that you had truly the past greatness of Ric Flair at that time was, you know, a 16-time champion, Hall of Famer, whatever. You had the present greatness of Triple H, who was in the prime of his career in that heel run. And then you had the future, which was Batista and Randy Orton. And truly they were the future. Both those guys, several time world champions. Batista's now a mega star due to the, the guardians of the galaxy stuff. Um, it oh. served its purpose, right? The goal was to get the yeah. younger guys over while keeping the older, more established guys. Um, I don't want to say relevant. Cause that sounds kind of rude, but I can't really find another term. Fresh. Um, I remember Batista wasn't even supposed to be here. Oh, it's supposed to be yeah. Mark Jindrak. Wow! Just think of how different that would have been, or what yeah. that could have done for Mark. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to Evolution here. Just right. it, it, to me, it's no brainer.
0: Really? really? Yeah. Really, dude. I, Brainers. I, I thought it was a no brainer, aces and eights, but uh, Evolution moves on. No. Uh, bra- very much deserved though.
2: No brainer either way.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. I, there's just something about the aces and eights that I just. I just loved them. But um, we're going to move on. Bullet Club taking on the Undisputed Era. Christian, why don't you uh, kick us off?
2: Another tough one. The Bullet Club is kind of the OG for me. And I, I love how it constantly evolved. But from everything I've seen from the Undisputed Era, and which hasn't been a ton, I want to add, because I'm trying to, you know, save that stuff for the rest of our review. But like I'm anxious to see more and like I have thought about jumping the gun a few times. But, you know, I'm gonna be I'm gonna play it right. But the clips I've seen of Undisputed Era looks incredible. And I haven't seen any takeover clips yet. If that tells you anything. Just wait. <laughs> I gotta go Undisputed Era.
0: Yeah. Um don't I love the Bullet Club? I loved what Finn did um, in the uh, in the Bullet Club. There's a lot of guys that he elevated with there. Um, I'm trying to think of some other guys. Um, I, I think he I think he teamed with a guy named like Taguchi or something like that. And then like they were performing partners, and then they had a big rivalry. Um, and then uh, Bad Luck Fale was was also around there. A lot of great stuff in the Bullet Club, but um, you had everything. You had the pro wrestling aspect of the Undisputed Era. You had the comedic aspect of the Undisputed Era. You had the leader in Adam Cole. You had the great tag teams. You had the North American champion. <laughs> it's just that group had everything you wanted, Dylan, so I'm going to Undisputed Era.
1: Yeah, I mean, as, as great as the Bullet Club is and the idea of having a more evolving group as opposed to just one set, I think what does set a good stable apart from the rest is stability and consistency. It's seeing the same group of people at the top all the time and evolving within themselves instead of just swapping out members. All the undisputed ever did was really add a member.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, but those four peak NXT stuff, I think, um, and so far as of now the greatest stuff that
0: those four gentlemen
1: yeah. i think have done in their yeah. careers yeah, i do too um that's it yeah it's hard to go with against the undisputed yeah. era yeah, I, to me it's to me it's not even as yeah. close as i think you might think
3: yeah I, i'm right
2: there with you going to the speed era i can't wait to see what they do in the takeovers uh so we're
0: going to move on we got the elite taking on the beautiful people um, Dylan alluded to in the first one about no-brainer. I think this is a no-brainer. I don't think it's close. I'm going Beautiful People. Um, wow! I don't. I personally don't even think it's close. I think they're in another galaxy than the Elite. Um, when you think about a top-notch stable, I'm going Beautiful People all day long. Uh, Dylan, who do you got? I don't think it's a landslide, but I am going Hot Take. I'm going
1: Beautiful People as well. The Elite. Ton of talent there. There's no doubting it. Oh yeah. No. Um, I'm just talking about but, everything yeah, meshing it, together. Yeah. It feels like it's a group of individuals. Mm-hmm. Whereas The Beautiful People was a true team. Yeah. I think. And that That's gimmick what I mean by worked that. perfectly yep. for them. Um, no one's denying the Elite's greatness, but I prefer Kenny Omega by himself. You know, yep. like Kyle said in the first round. Um, I prefer the Bucks and just tag matches. I prefer, you know, Adam Page like, you know, you can go on and on. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to go beautiful people in an
0: upset. All right. Go ahead, Christian.
2: Yeah, I I agree with what everything Dylan said. As good as a group as those guys are together, you're right. I want to see Kenny Omega face MJF one-on-one. I want to see the Young Bucks versus FTR. I want to see Hangman Page versus whoever one-on-one. As a group, they're fun. Don't get me wrong. I love seeing them as a group. But they're all better off on their own path. And the beautiful people, I can never praise them enough. I just, I can't stop their praise. I love all of them. I'm going beautiful people.
0: Yeah, they're going very far. Uh, So beautiful people move on. We got the Judgment Day taking on Decay in the next matchup. Um, Kind of similar when you think about, like, the dark aspect of each of them. Decay had a little bit more demonic, especially with Rosemary um, I love Damien on the mic, but I think Rosemary definitely edged him out when it came to the promo battles. Um, then you had this creepy, mysterious, you know, uh, crazy Steve come on um, when he came out of the menagerie, and then you had Abyss, a, even a more demonic character um, that that he had going against the Judgment Day. That you know, everyone they're finding their stride right now. Um, Again, I listen, man. I I kind of think they're starting to do their own thing in some ways. The Judgment Day. Um, I know they have Tag Team Champions. I know they have you know Dom, but it just feels a little bit not as like top knit as they used to be. Um, can't go either way here. I'm actually going to K in an upset. But um, Christian, who are you who are you going with?
2: I'm going a little bit of hot take. I think this is a no brainer. I'm going Judgment Day.
0: All right,
1: Dylan, go ahead. In a close battle, I'm gonna go Judgment Day as well. Um, I just, I just can't help but praise the development and the redevelopment of guys like Finn Balor. Remember, yeah. there was once upon a time Kyle called him Ben Jones, thought he was the most boring person on he TV was. ever. He was. And now Balor's, you know, going after world titles, and everyone thinks he should win one soon. Um, so it's yeah, it's 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 hard to go against that development. I'm gonna go Judgment Day.
0: All right, just me. Uh, go on. Um, very uh, close one, I thought, in my opinion. But we're going back to the top. Bloodline Authority, Christian. What do you got?
2: Wow. Oh man, these were these are two power stables.
0: I think it's a little bit closer than uh, than Dylan might think, but
2: I I think I think, I think
0: I think it's a landslide.
2: I I mean, both both have the issue of especially. In the Vince era for the Bloodline of opening every single weekly show for fifteen minutes. Yeah, that's the issue both these stables face. They were the promos were good, but it's just like some of them felt the same for both stables. And I get it. Roman is the big dog of WWE. He needs his time. He's gonna get his time. Whatever. But he will come out and say most of the same stuff every week. At least with the authority, we did get a mix of things. And, like, the authority elevated Seth Rollins.
3: Mm.
2: I, I think I think that's where his true elevation as a single star began.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Because he made the turn on the shield, joined Triple H Norton, went on to win Money in the Bank, cashed in at WrestleMania. We all know that story. I think that's when we truly got to see how good Seth Rollins is. And I don't know if that happens without the authority. They paired him with Triple H, who Triple H is a big fan of him. So it was going to be elevated one way or another. The bloodline, besides Sami Zayn, didn't really elevate much. I mean, I guess Solo, it was being elevated. But Solo would be fine on his own. But I, I
0: but I think introducing him with the bloodline was the right call though because I, I, I think he definitely got the rub from Roman. Oh yeah, he had to be
2: and, and especially the the match they introduced him in because yeah. make a lot that that Drew's loss wasn't clean. Yeah. It was a loss with an asterisk. It was so beautifully written. Yes. So you can go both ways with this. I'm gonna give a sl- very slight nod to the Bloodline.
0: Yeah, I I, I think this is actually decently close, but um, same as ain't Bloodline. Love it. Going Bloodline, Dylan. You're yeah. going Bloodline too. No, I'm oh. not. Um. All right. So why why should you? Why should we change our vote? All right. So
1: I'm not denying the greatness that is the Bloodline story. Okay. But I feel sometimes it's very start and stop. And it only, to me, the best moments of the Bloodline story, whenever Roman's there, the problem is he's only there once a month, if that.
0: True. That is a very um, good point.
1: And he's not defending the title that much, um, which I get is the focal point, his schedule, whatever. Here's the thing about the authority. Um, you can say all you want about how annoying the promos were. The thing that I could count on is that I saw that group in some form. Um, True. And I think the, Biggest, biggest thing about that stable is how it skyrocketed Seth Rollins. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Seth is clearly viewed as top three in that company right now, um, and deservedly so. And I think that is in large part due to his pairing with Triple H, who has done this before. He turned Randy into a star. He turned Batista into a star, coaching those guys backstage. You don't think he did the same for Seth? Like, I I, I love the the Bloodline stuff, but all the great moments of the Bloodline stuff, in a lot of ways, revolve around people they were feuding with. The Sami Zayn story was epic. Um, Yeah. And then when they were kind of feuding with each other, that was great stuff. Right now, it's kind of fizzled out. We don't really know what's happening.
2: Well, I think right now that this
3: might be
1: we're in I, limbo because we're at B-show pay-per-views, quote unquote, according to wrestling fans, and Roman's not going to show up at those.
3: Well, Which,
0: and we also don't know if we're getting Cody versus Roman anymore. Yeah, we could and get Rock versus really, Roman. Yeah, and that's really going to mess up the bloodline. Yeah. So my my vote is the authority.
1: Um, Ooh, and again, I'm I am have harp to think in, about that. I harpen back to the. You know, it turns Seth Rollins into Seth freaking Rollins, which is That's what we have point. now. Who is, by the way, number one on the top 500?
0: <laughs> we'll get to that. But um... <laughs> yeah, that could be a different segment on a different yeah. show. Uh, Christian, are you going to change your vote?
2: I think I got persuaded into it.
0: Yeah, uh, I do too. I, I think I'm going authority. Yep. Upset. Right. Yep, yes. authority. That's yeah,
2: never happened.
0: Yeah, hey, good job, Dylan, on that one. Um, we're gonna go to the next matchup at LAX, taking on the Wyatt family. Loved everything that LAX did in Impact. Um, I think they all had a great, um, great moment in there for a couple of years. Just a tough pull with the Wyatt family. That's where I'm going, Dylan. Are you the same?
1: Yeah, I'm going Wyatt family as well.
0: All right, Christian, go ahead. Yeah, I'm going Wyatt family. All right, so Wyatt family moves on there. Next matchup going to the bottom right. We have Legacy taking on the main event Mafia. Um, I love the main event Mafia, man. I do. It's just a tough pull for them. Um, I'm, I'm going to go Legacy. Christian, I assume you're going Legacy as well.
2: Yeah, very tough pull for me. Like All right. Like, yeah.
0: yeah, it's Legacy. All right. We have the we have the showdown. I was most looking forward to in the round two. We have the Straight Edge Society going against the Shield. Um, I think this is some of Punk's best stuff he's ever done. I'm actually going a huge, huge, huge upset. I'm going Straight Edge Society. Um, Christian, uh, what you go next?
2: Wow, that is a massive upset, but you can't deny the Shield. I'm saying no,
0: no, I do. I'm not. I'm not. But dude, like what Punk was able to do in that time. Like with questionable booking decisions as well, like, dude, uh, like it's just how it formed too. Like, I do, I love the Shield, I, I do, but dude, there's just something about Punk in that era It was different.
2: That that was that was a different stable too. So yeah, and the sermons, the cutting the hair,
0: yeah, dude, it, it was just also with like with the Shield, there was a lot of. There was a lot of layers to this as well. And, like, I remember the Shield, like, they definitely had their trio beatdowns. But then they, like, kind of towards the end, they kind of went their own way. A, a Dean was the U.S. champion, and that ring was uh, awful. Yeah. But um, I, I don't know, man. Just tight-knit groups. I, I love the Strange Society. That's where I'm going.
2: I'm going Strange to Society, too. Oh.
3: <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> um Oh, man, dude, this one's hard for me. This one's hard for me. Um <sighs>
3: <laughs> That's dude, a, we
1: could have a all massive that, <laughs> upset. Yeah, all that all that talk that I mentioned about S- Triple H helping, yeah. you know, catapult Seth Rollins to the top. That all really started here with the shield Mm -hmm. great moments, great matches and everything like that. They made an excellent team, but all the great, the really great stuff happened individually for all three of those guys post shield. So even Mm -hmm. though the shield is always going to be highly regarded and deservedly. So it is epic. It's some of the best stuff WWE has done in the last decade. Um, the Straight Edge Society was original. You didn't yep. you didn't hear of a lot. You know when when Punk was doing the whole that was a very indie thing. He was doing the whole Straight Edge Savior stuff on the Indies mm-hmm. a lot. Yep. You know, yep. Straight Edge means I'm better than you. Yep. And I love that he got to do that on WWE TV. And if the story is true that he told, apparently he just laid a stack of papers on Vince's decks and like this is what I'm doing for the next like five, six months. He wrote it out himself, and it was great. Um, and it made him the biggest bad guy in the company, hands down. So
0: I'm going upset here, Straight Edge Society. Wow, huge. I thought Shield was winning the whole thing. I really did. But um, Shield uh, gets upset by Straight Edge Society as we are in the Elite Eight. We got Evolution taking on the Undisputed Era. Um, Christian, <laughs> what's you to start? Wow, shit. Wow,
2: damn.
0: We got some bangers, boys.
2: This is tough. Oh,
0: my goodness. You got my you got my goat versus my NXT black and gold goats. So, this is a tough one for me.
2: I'm going to rip the Band-Aid off. I'm going Evolution.
0: All right. Um, Evolution did definitely elevate Batista and Orton. Um, they also had some great moments together. Um, I was a little young when they were... Like, really, really big. That's when I was starting to get into wrestling. I remember peak Undisputed Era times, especially with all the matches. Oh, I can't get into all of it just because I want Christian to see it. Um, I'm just going to make it really tough on Dylan. I'm going Undisputed Era. But, um, Dylan, why don't you uh, pick the winner here? Oh, it's not
1: tough. My mind's been made up. I'm going Undisputed Era. Um, I love I love Evolution. They're legendary. I get it. Um, Undisputed Era. Uh, cool. Was, was so pro-wrestling in an era where WWE needed pro-wrestling. Yes. Um, it fit. It was a million bucks, made all those guys stars. And, um, yeah, I mean, Evolution did the same thing. But at least for Flair and Triple H, I mean, they were box office before yeah. the group. You know, yeah.
0: that elevated two guys, whereas one group elevated four.
3: Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: Wow. That was a, that's a big upset. Um, there you go. Going on to the next one, beautiful people taking on the Judgment Day. Um, I love the Judgment Day. Uh, this is unfortunately another tough pull for them. Um, I love the elevation of Don. I, I love what it's done for Rhea, making her into that big star. Um, just out of time for women's wrestling and the whole, like, use a hairspray that one matches the mean girl gimmick. I think it's one of the most creative gimmicks of all time. I'm going Beautiful People. Um, Dylan, why don't you kick us off next? Yeah, I mean, I love the Beautiful People. I'm still going to go Judgment Day here.
3: Wow.
1: Um, yeah. I, you know, kind of copy and paste some of the stuff I've said about the judgment day. I think they're clearly the number two group in WWE right now. If, if the bloodline could even be considered as a group, if not, then they're number one, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I think it's just, again, it's, 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 it's how much it elevates the people within. And I'm not saying that didn't happen with the beautiful people. Um, I just think judgment day it's happened on a larger scale. All right. I'm well, not I'm meaning sure. that as
0: WWE being bigger than yeah. DNA. I'm thinking, accolades wise all right christian well uh who's going to the semis
2: i love these two groups i absolutely love these groups you guys know my love for damian priest you guys know my love for finn Balor, and you guys know the love that i have that's growing for dominic mysterio and i've always been a real ripley fan but man i just love the beautiful people they're possibly my favorite tna gimmick ever yeah have to go with the beautiful people
0: wow Beautiful people are heading to the final four. And we have a slumber knocker of a semifinal, as we we'll get to. But on the other side, Wyatt family taking on the authority. Dylan kick
3: us off.
2: <laughs> That's
1: a lot of fun. But um, if I'm gonna listen to anyone talk for fifteen minutes, I'm gonna break it down to promos here. Um if I'm if I'm listening to anyone talk for fifteen minutes, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon or Bray Wyatt, I'm going Bray Wyatt. So, I'm
0: going Wyatt Family. All right, Christian, go ahead.
2: One of them has two of my favorite all-time wrestlers in it. The other one has my favorite type of wrestling gimmick. Ah, this is tough. I'm going Wyatt Family.
0: Yeah, it pains me to go against Triple H, but I'm also going uh, Wyatt Family. they're just... I just had a great time watching them, especially growing up as a wrestling fan. But Wyatt Family goes on the semis, and boys, we have Legacy taking on the Straight Edge Society.
3: <laughs>
0: this is a huge matchup. Um, you, you think about elevation. You think about Randy, what he did with DiBiase and Rhodes. I, I, I think they could have been a little bit more, but that's more of you know on the Vince side of things. Straight Edge Society. Stupid creative. And especially with the story about seeing Punk do it himself. I mean, can't take anything away from him. Um, I kind of think I know where this is going. Um, I'm actually going to go straight edge society. Um, and uh, Christian, why do go next?
2: Two massive heel group. Ah, oh, man. The... My thing is, with Legacy, Orton was at the peak of his powers. He was WWE champion, had that feud with Cena, the whole 2009 feud. He's bald-headed, he's menacing. He DDT'd Vince and Stephanie, kicked Vince in the head. Do it again. Uh, Had that feud feud with Triple H, which the WrestleMania match was not what we thought it should have been. But the whole feud leading up to it was amazing. I mean, the whole thing at Orton's house. Oh,
3: God. That was oh, great. That,
2: my thing with CM Punk, this was past his world title run. This yep. was... I kind of felt like he was on a down spiral, so he, he needed this gimmick. But, man, those promos were so good. Those segments, this, the ceremonies. So good. Ah... I just, I love Legacy too much. I have All to-
0: right. 1-1, one, one, Dylan. Who are you picking? Who's
1: going to send my time? All right. Dude. Um, I'm going to be honest. To me, this is a no-brainer. This is no. an absolutely no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Um, and my deciding factor for that comes down to creativity and originality. As great as Legacy is, I've seen a lot of heel groups like that. Yeah. I'm going straight at society. Wow.
0: So Straight Edge Society beating the hurt business, the shield, and legacy. What a get to the final four. Guys, we're in the final four. Let's keep on going. Undisputed Era, beautiful people. Who's going to the finals? Dylan, we're starting with you. I'm ripping it off. I'm going with the GOATs. I'm going Undisputed Era. God, dude. You're you're ripping me to shreds here, Dylan, with this (laughs) one. Um I Christian you got to go ahead. You got to go I got to think about this one.
1: Make it quick. Put them on the spot again.
2: <laughs>
3: uh, I don't know.
2: I'm not going against beautiful people. All right, so beautiful
0: people undisputed era. You had pro wrestling at its best. You had my absolute favorite peak of pro wrestling. But then you go to Beautiful People with it, such a different uh, gimmick. All of them could wrestle, too. Um, they, they just did so much in their gimmick. Nothing was ever the same with them. You had the Undisputed Era that worked really well as a team. That definitely helped Cole. Um, a, a lot of great stuff was individually when Beautiful People, their best, in my opinion, was together. Um, this one is neck and neck for me. Um, I hate to do it. Beautiful people will move on to the finals.
3: Wow! So
0: beautiful people are in the finals. I, it hurts my absolute soul to go against black and gold. I, I there's just uh, there's just the soft spot for beautiful people. As we go, Wyatt family straight into society. <laughs> Dylan, why don't you kick us off?
1: <laughs> this oh. one's this one's difficult because for the last round, I. Yeah, I think the clear nod for creativity and originality was the Straight Edge Society. In this one, you can make an argument for both. Yeah, um, the Straight Edge Society fit Punk so well because we obviously know that that's the lifestyle he lives. Um, yeah. So you talk about living a gimmick. I mean, Punk does it. He's he, you know practices a straight edge lifestyle, so it it fit.
2: He also lives his uh, ego in wrestling. Yep. That's well, a different story for a different day.
1: Yeah. Well, actually, we've told that story a lot. We don't need to tell yep. it anymore. Yes. Um. But with the Wyatt family, like, it was something different. You know, yep. it was.
0: It was much know, needed.
1: Yeah, it was very cult like, and um. For you know, both for, of
0: these, much needed. Yep.
1: Yeah, actually, I mean, really, they're both cult like in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Um. That's true. But. There's more of a spooky horror vibe with the Wyatt family, and I'm just I'm just a sucker for that stuff, so I'm going Wyatt family.
0: Yeah, I mean this is a this is a very interesting matchup, um, Christian. Once you go ahead here, who are you voting for? I
2: I just I love how I just love how CM Punk lived out a real life
3: gimmick. He he, he yes. doesn't
2: drugs. He doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. And the the serenades he would do. I remember there was an episode of SmackDown where he had like a, a trash can, like a trash can you would see in an ECW match, and he was like dumping like cigarettes, alcohol, and stuff into it, and saying, "If you do this." you're a loser or something like that.
0: Dude, I still look up to fucking shit like that, dude. That's just awesome. I ah, just punk was great for that.
2: And even then, th- this whole thing kind of started with uh, the whole Jeff Hardy feud. Yeah, cuz he, yeah. he he cut that one promo saying how many times have you, how many times have I been suspended for legal use of drugs? Zero. Then he goes on and says like zero, zero and all this, he had what are your chances of beating me this Sunday? Zero. That was a promo and he goes I'm trying to save these people from you and all this. So it kind of started in 2009 before he hit that 2010 run where the straight society started. He shaved Luke Gallo's head. He shaved Serena's head. He had the one dude in the hoodie jump the big show once. And then he had got Joey
1: Mercury at one point too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. And he, he had his head shaved start wearing a mask. Yep. Because he lost that match to Ray at Extreme Rules. And if he lost, he got hair cut. I just like how it was a real-life thing without... But the Wyatt family did something I just love in pro wrestling. The, the darkness, the horror, the eeriness. Fuck, this is tough. Oh, this... <laughs> I want to put Kyle on the spot. I'm going straight into society.
0: Oh, dude. <laughs> I wish you didn't do that. Oh, man. I Straight into but- society, man. You know, like CM Punk being against you know drugs, alcohol, all that stuff. You know, I... You know, I I definitely kind of do that myself in my real uh my real life. So I uh I definitely appreciate him for that that gimmick. Um Wyatt family. I mean we 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 said it this whole tournament, you know, they were something different. They uh you know the theme coming out with the lantern, you know the the stop or I guess the uh, the unexpected appearances. One thing that. One thing that I think really sets apart the Wyatt family were definitely like the vignettes. I think the vignettes were beautifully done. Um, Braid's promos in that time were just crazy good, and that's not taking anything away from Punk's either. Um, to Wyatt family came at a time I do. I literally could not miss what the Wyatt family were doing, um, to going against someone Punk that I really stand by too. I'm going Wyatt family. I think Wyatt family is gonna move on to
2: the finals. I thought you and Punk were buddies.
0: (laughs) Listen, Punk in that time, man, love him. But uh there's just something about the Wyatt family. As we've hit the finals, boys.
2: Here we go.
0: Beautiful people, Wyatt family. Who is the most popular stable? Um, I will start. Dylan to go second and then Christian's actually going to decide the winner, if if need be. Oh god. Um everything I just said about the Wyatt family is very true. Beautiful people came in on time where they really need something different for women's wrestling. You just definitely still have the Gale Kim's and everything, but we've just never seen anything like them in this gimmick. Um both I wanted to see what was next with them. Both uh, I think were really good wrestlers. Um yeah, you definitely. I, I, I wish they elevated um, Herper and Rowan more. Uh, I definitely did like when Braun was there, too. Um, more fond memories, man. I don't know if this is an upset, but I just can't go against the beautiful people. So the beautiful people get my vote. Dylan, where are you going? Hmm.
1: Um. Two very
0: very different gimmicks, by the way. (laughs) Yeah,
1: two very different gimmicks. Um, I'm gonna boil this down to again uniqueness and creativity. And Um, they're both there. I mean, they're both there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I also look at kind of who they feuded with as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and what that did for for those individuals. And it's it's. I mean, Bray's feud with, with Cena and doing that creepy child choir thing. Um, Cena was
0: already established. Dylan, that's – but Dylan's not making that point. But go on.
1: I'm aware. Yeah. But um, kind of helped catapult Daniel Bryan, at least in WWE's eyes. Yeah. At one point as well. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. And then he had the great feud with Randy, which was really cool, but had a really bad payoff. Um no I think I think I'm gonna go Wyatt family here, just due to the uniqueness oh, and and, yeah. and and everything surrounding it. So, uh, Christian Newark and and to
0: pick pretty picked, pretty long too. It's very long, yeah. So, uh, Christian, you're gonna pick the winner. Um, I remember beautiful people. I, I believe it was Roxy ODB and Gil Kim. Dude, I loved 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 their uh their their whole thing going on there. And then they do they do things like the makeup battle royal and a ladder match, all with it. I just Beautiful people are definitely uh, my vote. But 1-1, uh, one, one. Christian, uh, who's the uh, who's the winner?
2: I hate you both. This uh, is a tough
0: one, man. God,
2: TNA was... At that time, you know, TNA was just so special. And the beautiful people were pretty much at the forefront of it. And I, I like the beautiful people because, like I said before... This was at a time women's wrestling wasn't viewed as popular. It wasn't viewed as a big deal. It was always the men's wrestling that caught the eye. If memory serves me correctly. They they uh, main evented a few pay per views for TNA.
0: They definitely main evented like a lot of weekly shows too. I remember yeah. when Angelina Love she would attack, uh, or I guess the whole group attacked, the Taylor Wilde. That kind of made her something, and just the whole moniker behind them. Like they had the Queen of the Cage, they, you know, the, all the makeover stuff, and like they had like hairspray matches or just it's just all kinds of just unique things that fit their gimmick.
3: And
2: their theme song really fit too.
0: Yeah, loved it.
2: I, I love their theme song. I love their entrance. The Wyatt family, just dark, eerie, spooky. I love I love their theme song. I, I oh yeah I have it on my spot I liked all of their theme songs to be honest with you. Yeah, they were all good, but I the first one just takes me back. And like Dylan said, the fire quartet thing with the little boy, the the thing Bray would do when he uh, uh d- does like the bridge. Oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah, scare his opponents like crazy. And then I remember the thing with John Cena where the lights go out and all of a sudden Cena's passed out in a corner with the lamb mask on. The eerie promos Bray would do come out, talk really slow, sit in the rocking chair, hold the lantern. Oh man, this is tough. This is a slight, slight, slight pick. I I gotta go with the beautiful people.
0: (laughs) Oh yes, go beautiful people, man. Just dude, it was that. It was one of those first all-women's, you know. Oh. Stables that just really just took off. It was, and, and you had no idea what was coming next too. Oh. And that's what I really really liked about them. I I know they had like Lacey Bonerick and you know that that whole stuff, but like they just lived that gimmick in that time. And um, I know that you know once they got to 2010, they had the, like the whole stuff with Winter and you know there's just there was just a lot to process with them. Nothing against the Wyatt family because they definitely have their strides too. Uh, a lot of great matches. Definitely the Wyatt family against the shield. That was fantastic. But um, the winner of the, uh, of the bracket boys, the beautiful people.
2: Hey, uh, remember the last bracket we did, the beautiful people made the finals and lost. So yeah, they, they came up I back.
0: All um, right, don't what do you think about the beautiful people winning. Yeah. I mean,
1: you know, I, I, there's there's no real wrong answer here I think all teams in the bracket as a whole um are great um yeah i think I think the wyatt family was definitely more my taste but but I can't deny the greatness of the beautiful people either um especially in the era that it sat in um it was it was different and unique especially for that era so so definitely a well deserved win all right
0: congratulations give it up for the beautiful people cool. um uh, dude, that makes me happy. That makes my heart happy having them win. But uh, great stuff, boys. This was so, so much fun. Um, Dylan, why don't you get into your dummy app?
1: Yeah, my dummy app yeah goes to um, wrestling fans and a little more specifically Dave Meltzer. Um, so a report came out
3: Oh boy.
1: that w, or, uh, AEW had reported that they had sold 81,035 tickets. That was the attendance. I think that was announced oh, around 81,000. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Dave Meltzer says that um, actually uh, the Twin Styles actually only counted 72,000 people so they lied to us. And wrestling fans have been running with this and they're it's like, bad. oh my god, like they fucking lie about attendance too. They're no different to fit. <laughs> Guys, I'm gonna be brutally honest with you. I don't give a flying fuck about the attendance number at a Wrestlemania. Wrestlemania just looks cool. like the spectacle of it i don't care about the down to the number (laughs) attendance at wrestle kingdom it just looks cool you know like the tokyo dome shows are dope all in was a very very cool visual to see aew have that large spotlight i thought was awesome you could say what you want about the card and, and and what happened but the the environment was awesome. I don't give a fuck if there were 70,000, 80,000, whatever the number is. I don't care. And the people who put stock in these attendance numbers, I get that. It's a good way for companies to gauge obviously, because that's the revenue. It doesn't really need to be public. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I, 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 I don't WrestleMania can say it has a hundred thousand. It can have 85. I'm not going to know the fucking difference. I'm too stupid to know the difference, so you could have told me there were 90,000 in there. I'd have been like, yeah, it looks like it. Like, who cares?
0: Dude, one of the funniest things I've seen on Twitter all week was this, all of this. Yeah. Christian, anything on it?
2: Who cares? (laughs) It's just like I tell everybody, just enjoy wrestling. Yep. Yes. And guess what?
1: 72,000 people that night did.
2: Yep. Yep.
1: And the 9,000 who bought tickets and didn't go, sorry about you.
0: Yeah, that's it. That is wild. But uh, <laughs> just enjoy it. If,
2: if that's the case, you know. Yeah, we, yeah
0: we'll, we'll never know. But uh, Christian, go
2: ahead. So, my dumb moment's going to be a little different. It's going to be kind of an odd one to you guys. I'll explain. So, my dumb moment actually goes to a video game, it goes to WWE 2K23. Okay. To the viewers, to you guys, whoever. I am a very passionate universe mode player. I have been one for years. It has been my mode. I buy the games just for it. Last year's universe mode, I thought was great. The year before that, it was terrible. The game wasn't playable. This year, it might be the worst I have ever experienced. I have set up a fully detailed, customized universe mode. To those who don't know, I play mostly realistic, but not Hyper realistic, meeting. not like me. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw some swerves here and there. Like somebody, somebody throw me a mid Carter name. Whoever, Gargano. Besides Gargano, Gable, Bronson. Okay, Gable, perfect. Like I could have Gable win the world title, and I'd be like, okay, I'll make a story out of it. That's all fine and all, but it's kind of hard to enjoy your universe universe mode. When the game crashes every 10 minutes. Does it actually? For me, it does. Yes. And I don't have that many custom images downloaded. I have a few. I have three custom superstars. So my file isn't getting overloaded. I don't know what the problem is. This game is glitchy. You can't set. And a lot of times, I'll go to set certain matches. Not even with any match types. Just normal one-on-ones. And I'll change it to like an Extreme Rules match. It's like, no, I don't want this. WWE, the, the WWE 2K company has neglected Universe Mode for years. And I want to be one of the voices of change because I'm a passionate player of it. And I do believe with the right team, this can be the best mode in wrestling video games. So my message to WWE 2K23 for next year's game, please make it better. Please let me enjoy this.
0: Yeah, I think there needs to be I, a little bit more to it as well.
2: Yeah, there needs to be more to it than just setting matches and whatnot. You have divisions and stuff which you can set, which is cool. But halftime after you set the division, it'll reset itself after you play. Yeah, it'll just change. Yeah. And yeah,
3: it's,
2: I... it's not fun, and I have I went one month of universe mode where I let the CPU book matches. It was booking superstars that I didn't have assigned to shows.
0: Yeah, that's what it does.
2: Yeah, I just want to throw that out there. I just really want the game mode fixed because I personally enjoy it. I know Dylan's not a huge fan of it, but to was that do enjoy it, please fix it for us.
3: Yeah, I,
0: I think a lot of the developers, I think they they spent so much time and you know making what General Manager mode is now, and yeah. they kind of took away from what Universe was. I mean. And, I mean, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be completely honest. GM mode is not fun for me at all. I know they they changed some stuff, but um, I mean, just, I, literally just copy and paste, 2007, 2008, combine it, put it in the next game, and nobody will complain. It is not that hard. Yeah, I with, think 07 is still the perfect GM. Even mode. 06 had some good ones too. It's just the gameplay was bad. But
2: yeah, um, um another thing that is really irritating me. This whole My Faction thing. You, I don't even you, know what it is. I've never played it. It's like Ultimate Team in Madden. Oh, okay. that, That's my point. You just copy and pasted what Madden's doing, what 2K's doing. And even though I play what MLB The Show is doing with her Diamond Dynasty. Now, I play Diamond Dynasty because it is, it is more catering to free-to-play players. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to have a a no-money-spent team rather than Madden, where if you want a no-money-spent team, you have to play 24 hours a day, and I don't have time for that. I have a job. you know, I have other priorities and stuff I need to get to. So I don't have time to play, it. I don't want to spend money on it. 2K, I've never really tried, but every time you log in to WW2K23, you see an ad for my faction. It's like, get this card right now if you sign up. It's like, I don't want to play that because I know it's just going to turn into a money-hungry game. But yeah. my only complaint is with universe mode. The mode just needs fixed. It needs revamped. I've been saying it for years. Now.
3: Yeah,
0: no, I agree. Um, we're going to move on to mine. Obviously, Vince always gets out the word, but uh, the other half goes to uh, John Laurinaitis this week. So Teddy Long told Sports Kita's WrestleBinge a story that Johnny Ace and how much he did not like him. So these are this is kind of the direct quote here. So Teddy said that they. WWE wanted to send me a private plane. Um, Laurinaitis hated me so bad that he knocked that out. He made sure I didn't get the plane and made me drive to the event. But I had to go to Pittsburgh. But Laurinaitis blocked me from getting on the jet. And I wasn't able to do it. So he made me drive to it. So I'm not sure about dates and when obviously this happened. But you guys wonder why I don't, you know, I don't want Vince around this company. I shouldn't be anywhere near the product because of him and people that he associates with. I mean, one of the cronies himself, Johnny Ace, is another awful person. There are endless stories from wrestlers and their experiences with him. I remember listening to Ember Moon and just awful, awful things. Um, just, just being so petty, and making Teddy Long like drive to a show. And then Teddy really couldn't see anything because they would just start stuff. So just really shows you the disdain uh, for a guy like Vince and the old crony group. But, uh, yeah, John Laurinaitis, don't you really think.
1: Yeah, I think at one point um, John Laurinaitis, uh, apparently Teddy Long was supposed to get an action figure and John Laurinaitis nixed that too. I don't know what his beef was with John with uh, Teddy Long,
0: but, um, I mean, it doesn't shock me. Yeah, it's a, it's a Vince guy, but uh, go on, Christian, what did you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it just goes to show the type of guys that puts himself around. I mean, you got to remember, these are guys helping him make creative decisions, which we can talk about the creative side all we want, but even the human being side, we hate Vince, and it, it rubs off on guys like Johnny Ace, and it just goes to show that these are the type of people Vince hangs around, Vince talks to on a daily basis, and hires. he thinks it's okay.
3: Yeah,
0: I mean,
2: it's his attitude problem, because
0: you see you see the development of what NXT is and where we're at in black and gold, how much they love to be around him, like Triple H. And then you see a guy like Vince, all the reports said that talent didn't want him to be a part of booking after, you know, his injury and just goes to show what they think about Vince. But uh, Dylan, yeah. what are we doing next week? Yeah. So next week we're going back to NXT, right? Woohoo. Yes, sir. Um,
1: which which takeover are we on now?
0: respect
1: takeover respect so um yeah celebration of black and gold continues uh we'll be breaking down uh takeover respect um yeah. i believe this is should the be. seventh
0: the yeah, seventh one so yeah, i
1: think so this should be a lot of fun
0: um and uh look forward to it yeah christian anything before we uh, head out
2: uh really quick kyle is uh wyoming coming to play tomorrow
0: Ah, uh, I don't want to talk about that game, man. I'm To be honest with you, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, listen, I, I'm glad they get to the play in that environment, but yeah. uh, those boys from Texas are are a little bit different from farm kids from Laramie, Wyoming. So uh, we will um <laughs> and two. different animals. Ohio State should be playing them, not us. But. We will get to um, that episode next week. We appreciate everyone listening to this point. Also, shout out to the beautiful people for winning the bracket. This was so much fun. I I think uh, this might have been one of our best that we've done as a a trio. But um, other than that, make sure uh, you let us know what tournament they want from us next. And we're on the road to WWE Fastlane. (sighs) We will catch everyone next week.
3: Yep. Yep.